This is a Bulldog Radio Podcast. The Ferris State Bulldogs have upset the nation's number two ranked team. Wide open! Taylor is going to take this one to the house! Touchdown Bulldogs! It's the MVSP Season 4 episode, the last one, everybody. And most likely, it's going to be the final episode for the MVSP. Brandon Worth and Joe Nagy here. Man, it's been a great ride. Hopefully, we can keep this going, Brandon. But by the looks of it, it looks like this might be the last one. It very well could be. And I'm sorry to start off on such a somber note, but, you know, it's a little bit of a, an emotional emotional ride here this last episode. I'm through tears right now, man. A little bit. I mean... It's been a long time coming, man. Long journey. It has been an incredible ride. We can't thank you guys all enough, especially all the collaborations and partnerships that we've made along the way to help grow this show. I mean, you guys saw Wildstat Wednesday. You guys impacted us in a huge way. Obviously, the numbers have been incredible, astronomical compared to what we thought of as uh, just, you know, one semester in freshman college kids. Uh, where the show could go. And now yeah. what we saw from this journey has just been nothing but incredible, getting a new studio, getting sponsorships with Inig, with collaborations with Big Parts University, as well as talking to top-tier coaches and even the president of the university. And we figured that'd be the great one to end off on. But, I mean, it's been a, it's been a fantastic ride. And obviously, we'll get through uh, the final part of the show as well, Fair State Rundown. We even talk some NHL to keep things light, you know, of course, by the end of the show. Of course, of course. Go through some of our great memories here. But, uh, I mean, it's been a great ride. And I think it's just been uh, nothing but blessings, especially having you in the chair across from me, Joe, especially all these years. I know, like, as you as a man, as well as just everything we've went through together, it's been, it's been, it's been so honorable. And I couldn't have thought of anybody better to do it with. I know, Brian. Right back at you, man. I don't think I could have been able to, we couldn't really have this growth that we've seen, you know, personally and, and especially with what we've been able to do with getting experience with this podcast. If I didn't have you, I don't think we could have been able to do this. So I want to thank you, Brandon, for sure. And I think, especially thanking the fans. I mean, without you guys, I don't think we would have been able to oh, yeah. really blossom with, uh, with the talents that we've been able to develop well. And I mean, I don't want to get too emotional here because oh, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if I my mean, voice is going to start we breaking. We still got an whatever, episode but, here. Yeah, we still got an episode to go for. But, man, it's been an incredible three years, and hopefully uh, we can keep it going. But for right now, we'll, take a, we'll be taking a little bit of a break, and we'll see if we keep this going. Yeah, absolutely. One more time, round of applause for our fans, for you guys, for making our jobs that much easier and helping us make the best show possible. Uh, but I think especially... Ferris State sports coverage is not going away. No. Uh, that's not going to be the case. The MVSP may change. It may change in format. There might be some upgrades. There might be some light, slight modifications along the way. But obviously, you got a whole summer to figure those things out um, in before and see who's going to be in the chairs, who's going to be covering as well as just how that's all going to go down. There's a lot mm-hmm. that is still up in the air and that will be solved uh, before next school year. I will be coming back. Joe probably will not be coming back for school, maybe for a job. We hope and cross our fingers uh, that he can stay close by and we can keep this thing going. But uh, it's all up to, you know, the man upstairs at this point. Mm -hmm. The plan is obviously going to be changing along the way. But, uh, I mean, it's been a great three and a half years. It really has. So 
without further ado, we'll hop right into this Ferris State rundown. Got a little bit going on. It's the end of the season, so a lot of stuff is wrapping up. Got track and field. GLIAC Outdoor Championships is actually today, Thursday the 4th, uh, the day that we're recording this, and that's going to be going up until Friday tomorrow. Uh, so hopefully, if you guys want to, hearing this on Saturday, you guys can Check out uh, what happened with that as well, uh, because that's going to be a really, really cool uh, thing to see how our track and field does. Softball is also in action this week. And then we got women's golf for the NCAA tournament and men's golf as well. Yeah, for sure. A whole loaded rundown here. We'll kind of get in each sport individually. Track and field to start off, because why not? Uh, Davenport is the place to be both today as you're listening to this Thursday, Friday. If you're listening to this podcast format, you can obviously recap it, as Joe mentioned, if you're listening on WBR and on Saturday. Uh, but it should be fair weather, should be fair game. And uh, I mean, we've looked at the heat sheets. We can do some real damage this year. And I think a lot of the the difference between this year and last year is everybody feels a lot more comfortable and a lot more confident in these competitive formats. Because I think really the first couple of years, obviously, we were building the thing. We were building it back up. We were still getting guys in. We were having some really good performances. And then last year, we kind of found that stride of like, oh, we can do some damage. We can compete. And we kind of learned through all those processes. And now this year, we've really been able to apply that throughout the entirety of the indoor-outdoor season. And I think that's a huge part of it. And we obviously got a really good young crew right behind us as well um, in a lot of different events as well. I got a couple of key transfers that have been crucial for us and that it will score well this weekend. So, I mean, that's going to be it's going to be a really, really good testament for this team to show all the work that we've done throughout this way. Uh, I mean, and then necessarily numbers wise, it's a lot more scattered. It feels like than years past, there's not mm-hmm. as many individual competitors. Uh, it feels like this year as opposed to years past in each event, but that's just bringing more opportunity. And we've seen the Bulldogs, especially through the heat sheets. You can see them up in the seed list. You can see them up on the performance list. Like we have a really good chance to do some really big damage this weekend. And obviously there's records on the line. There's medalists up for grabs. And that's an exciting time, and it should be a really good, fun event. Uh, obviously, prelims will be Thursday, um, as you're listening to this here tonight, as well as a couple finals. My own steeplechase final is this evening, 6.30, I believe, for mine, 6.15 or 6.10, I believe, for the women, um, as well as the 10K final. The big one uh, will be going down at 8 p.m. as well. Um, so that'll be one to look out for as far as finals are concerned. There's a couple other events I know as well um, as far as jumps and sprints that will be, um, they're kind of split up over these two days. Yeah. So there's going to be some today and some tomorrow um, as well as just how that goes down for prelims and so forth. But uh, everybody's been working their butt off and you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing that come together this weekend. And if you're in town, you're over by Caledonia, hey, stop by because you're going to see some really good performances, some historic performances for our program this weekend. Yeah, there's been records being broken like what these past like three or four meets in a row. Feels like, like it, yeah. Every the, the track team has just been getting so much better and to be able to see that come to fruition, especially today and Friday, is going to be so cool to see how that goes in. Wish you the best of luck, Brandon, because I know you're going to run, you're going to start fast. Keep going fast and finish fast. My, yes. My patented uh, advice for all you runners out there. But very excited to see what goes on with that GLIAC Championships, and we wish them the best of luck. Softball is also basically all throughout the week. They have one final game against Purdue Northwest Thursday the 4th. However, they're going to be on GLIAC Tournament, hopefully all the way to Championship Sunday, and we'll see how that goes. I don't know if they've released who's playing who yet for the first one. I can try to look that up. Yeah, they're playing Purdue round one. Uh, I did find that out, which is a very good matchup for us. I mean, we were able to beat them at home. We got the sweep, if you remember the wild walk-off from so long ago. Um, And I thought we really played well, especially down the stretch. I mean, obviously, Purdue was a team that did beat us the second time around. 
Um, but they made some good changes, but we have as well. Our offense has immensely improved. We had that shown against Wayne State, especially. We were able to almost take a sweep from a good Saginaw Valley team uh, over the last stretch. So this team comes in very confident, and I mean, especially uh, for how they've played over the last couple of games. You're starting to see the offense click. The pitching has been much, much better over the second half of the season. Um, base running has been calming down a little bit, but it might just be, you know, the calm before the storm. We might run rampant over the next couple of games. Um, so that would be really huge for us. And I think when you look at the uh, the bracket all together, I mean, this one's really just the stepping stool because we've shown that we can play against these top-tier teams uh, no matter where we are in the bracket, no matter if we're at home or on the road. And it's just going to be able to avoid that one inning. Just get back, clamp it down, be resilient when those moments come and the other teams can uh, really put up a, put up a tough spot. It's just being able to fight back, stay gritty, be a dog. And that's going to be the huge, that's going to be really the biggest thing going into this weekend is being able to be resilient when the times get tough because everyone's going to be playing at their best. Yeah, for sure. And I think especially, I mean, it's kind of weird though because it's only six teams in uh, in this tournament. So it's going to be a little bit different. And they have three games slated for Friday, three games slated for Saturday, and then one game slated for Sunday. So I don't know if this is going to be like a round-robin type deal at the first part. I think it's like the College it, World Series kind of format. Oh, so it's kind of like a little like super regional type thing. Kind type of deal. thing. I want to say, yeah. Where like each team plays two or something like that, and they do like a reseed type thing. Yeah, I think it's something along those not. lines. I have, I'd have to go back and check, to be honest, because I know like last year we looked into this, but... Uh, I mean, either way, I think you're looking at this. I mean, obviously, Grand Valley, the number one seed. Um, then you have Saginaw Valley. Then you have, uh, obviously, Purdue, us, Davenport, Parkside. So I think when you look at it, uh, I think if we win, um, then we're playing, I believe, against the next. I think we're playing against the the next highest team uh, on the list. I Like, again, I'd have to I'd have to brush up on this format. But at the end of the day, you know, you're going to be playing multiple games. So you're being aggressive. You're also being a little bit conservative. Be very interesting what Coach Schumann does as far as pitching rotation. Um, but I think it's it's play to win the game no matter what. And at the end of the day, you can't play the next team if you don't win the first. And I yeah. think that's the mindset you got to go into this tournament with. Yeah, you got to basically play every game as hard as you can. It's a little bit different, too, because field is definitely a lot smaller than uh, than ours. And especially uh, when you kind of have that change up, it's a 210 by 2. It's 210 in the corners, 220 at center. So a little bit shorter of a field. We might be able to see a couple more deep balls go out. However, that means that you might see that from a lot of the other players. I mean, you got, uh, what was it? Kalen Bonk was uh, the Alexis picture. Bonk. Alexis, yeah. yeah, that's what it was for Parkside. And she was smoke like she was hitting like doubles like crazy and she was hitting them off off the wall at our place so definitely got to watch out i think pitching is definitely going to be one of the ones where you have to really kind of dig deep a little bit that's the thing we've been struggling with recently is kind of just getting out of jams uh because it's been kind of like when it rains it pours really what it is because there's been sometimes where we get into a spot where there's two outs we walk one or two batters we make a few errors make a few mistakes don't take the right lines to balls however I think you're still going to be doing pretty solid. It's just you got to kind of change up the way you're going to be. You got to change up the game plan a little bit because of the dimensions of the field, because who who you're playing at first, and especially with the way this tournament is set up. It's a little bit different, but like you said, Brandon, you got to show up just and play as hard as you can the first game because you don't know uh, how a loss is going to affect you for the next one coming up. Absolutely. We'll get to golf and tennis as well as NHL and our final thoughts on the show after this break here on WBRN. Back at it, second half of the show we go. Obviously, tennis and golf. Uh, tennis men's falling in the regional final against a really good indie team, but still, 
fantastic season across the board, put up a really good fight in that final game, was able to beat Tiffin to get there. Uh, and this team did some really good things. I mean, we really put Ferris State, I think, truly on the map when it came to tennis. I think we've had that success in years past, and obviously, especially with a lot of great individual players as well as some team titles. But I think this year, I think, really kind of proved, like, we beat some of the top 10 teams in the nation. And I think that just really comes to show that this program is willing to work. These guys and gals are one of the, some of the best players in the country. And I think that's just something that you can really hang your hat on at the end of the day for how much noise that they made, especially because I think there's just a lot of teams out there that uh, just don't get the love and respect as much as like necessarily um, that tennis and golf and some of these under individual sports do. And I think just what you saw from tennis this year was absolutely incredible. And I wish more people would have knew about it as they saw this season go along. Yeah, because this tennis team, especially, I mean, last year, if you look at what we had, it was one of the better teams that we've we've had in a long time. However, I think this team this year, with what we've shown throughout the whole season, with the depth and with the teams that we faced down in Florida and some of those other teams, like this was a team that probably could have blew last year's team out of the water. And especially to see, you know, you go into a situation where, you know, the Midwest regional, especially for tennis, is probably number two. It's right behind the South region, especially with teams from like Florida and a lot of those uh, Southern states. But when you have to go in, you win the first round, you, then you go and you got to go play Indy. That's always a tough one to go against because they've been a very well-coached team, both men's and women's. They've been one of the top teams in the country for these past few years. And to be able to play that well against team, yeah, it, we got blanked. But if you look at the score, definitely had some really solid uh, showouts from a lot of the guys and a lot of the, uh, from a lot of the guys there. So you really can't knock them because they've played exceptionally well these past few these past few weeks, especially when Gliak played uh, came around, be able to go undefeated, regular season champs. I mean, you can't really can't really ask for much more. These guys really killed it. Icing on the cake for sure. Great season for men's tennis as well as women's tennis. Uh, we look forward to seeing their success as well going into 2024. Anyway, Absolutely. golf as well. Both teams, national tournament qualifiers, so they got to the regional Yay. round. Golf clap for them. Um, literally, haha, because, you know, you get a golf clap. <laughs> okay, come on, Joe. That was a pretty good one. You got to uh, I had to make it one. Wouldn't be, it wouldn't be an MVSP show if Brandon just didn't have Yeah, I needed jokes. to hit the button one more time. That's just something that's like self-esteem would not have been there if I wasn't able to hit the I button. Anyway. You. Uh, I think especially, <laughs> oh my gosh, we're in shambles already, but it's okay. I'm sure you guys love that. Um, men's golf in the Midwest central regional, as well as women's golf in the East regional. Uh, I think really, I mean, especially for how well that they've played recently, obviously they deserve to be here and I'm sure that confidence really is riding high, especially for the women's winning the GLIAC tournament title. Um, I mean, that's really huge. And especially the men's, I think they, they wanted, they really wanted a title too. And then coming up short might be some extra motivation for them going in, um, to their regional rounds as well. So, uh, I mean, you look at the depth on the team, obviously we've mentioned it so many times on the show that we are five deep on each side. I think that is something that a lot of teams don't necessarily have. Uh, and I think that's going to really come up and be uh, a really crucial part for this team, especially in team scoring formats. So, uh, it just, it's not necessarily five strokes, right, Joe? One stroke for one golfer for your team. And that's Absolutely. all it takes sometimes. Absolutely. And especially shout out to Kale Bond winning freshman of the year. For yes, the yes, yes. A huge honor for him doing really, really solid. Uh, and especially if you look at second team, all Gliak and first team, all Gliak. He got first team uh, on second team. Uh, we didn't get anybody, but then an honorable mention, we had Zach Cornell and Adam Masri as well uh, getting those honors for the men's side. So very, very cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. I got to see some of the players out practicing yesterday um, out on the range. Me and a couple of 
You know, a couple of teammates went out there, hit some balls. Can't tell you how Respect. far they went. I was crushing the driver. I can hey, tell you that right. for you sure. You let the big dog eat. Let oh, the I was letting the big dog eat. Let's just say that the, the wedges need some work. But we'll get, the, we'll get that in as the summer goes on. <laughs> but uh, I do, fun fact, I teed up a golf ball as high on a long, a long tee. I teed up as high as I could, and I hit it with a 60-degree wedge off the top. I don't know how I did that, but I was at that's just I hand eye coordination at its finest. It right literally there. was. Uh, so that's I thought hand that was eye coordination at its finest. I think that was a fun fact I need to bring up. But good luck to golf. You guys are going to crush it. Can't wait to see uh, all the great results from this weekend as well. Uh, for them, especially, I mean, being in a whole tournament format, it's going to be a little bit different. But I, certainly, I mean, they've been there before. They can do it again. We're going to see some great things. But anyway, finishing out the show. NHL hockey playoffs going in here. I figured my second well round, baby. Second round. I mean, we've seen a wild first round. How about the Kraken? Dude, first how about round the Bruins losing? Absolutely. Well, I love that the Bruins lost. Shout out to Ryan Peline, our, uh, <laughs> our, you know, our great Bruins fan that lives in Michigan. For some reason, he's a Bruins fan. Uh, love that Florida was able to beat them. I did not think so, especially when we do our little predictions. I thought Florida was going to lose in five. Uh, I thought they were maybe sneak one, but. They've been playing like scary good these past few games. And especially against a Toronto team that finally makes it out of the first round. That's not an easy task. And especially to go into Toronto uh, coming up is going to be one of the toughest things for them to steal a game there. It was wild. But especially last night with Edmonton taking it on Vegas and uh, New Jersey taking on Carolina. Carolina gave Jersey the business. Yep. As we probably expected. Yeah. Kind of figured out that was going to go down. Edmonton and VGK is going to be the wild one. I mm-hmm. this one's gonna go back and forth for sure because you have Leon Drysaddle going bonkers. Woo! What, Dude, what in the wavelengths today? We are what on wavelengths today. But and then you have Vegas playing just out of their mind as well. It's just been something really cool to see. I'm really excited to see as well, uh, kind of how like David plays in this series because especially with last series too, he was able to kind of take over every once in a while. You knew when he had the puck because he's just so much better than everybody else. Built but different. I'm interested to see how they kind of play that with this uh, with this Golden Knights team because it opens up opportunities for guys like Evander Kane, Leon Dreisaitl to be able to just go crazy. And we saw that from Dreisaitl scoring four. Um, but also, you got to watch out for guys like Jack Eichel who got another who got a, a solo uh, power play goal uh, for the, for the final one for. Um, Vegas there, and, and as well as Barbashev too, playing pretty solid, uh, scoring two. Uh, for Vegas last night too. So I'm kind of interested to see where this uh, series goes because it could go either way. I'm just excited to see when it comes to Edmonton because the Oilers fans are wild and I don't think Vegas has what it takes to go in there and win one, but I definitely think Edmonton can go into Vegas and be able to steal one. And that's going to be a difference maker for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you look at the series already. I mean, the like the Florida Panthers have been the really the surprise story, obviously taking down the Bruins. Uh, now, right now, 1-0 on the Maple Leafs. Obviously, Maple Leafs break their curse and get out of the first round. Finally, for feels like how long now uh, for that curse was going. So good for them. Uh, I mean, that's going to be a very interesting series. Right now, Panthers are just rolling. They're the hot team. They're the hottest team right now, I think, um, necessarily. I think you can make an argument for another team that I'll mention here in a minute. But I think right now the Panthers are playing uh, the most really, I think the Bruins played down slightly 
from that. So I think the the Panthers got a little bit lucky for catching the Bruins in a couple games where they had their bad breaks. But uh, at the end of the day, I mean, the, the Panthers still won and they took down the top team in the NHL. And that's something you should be proud of. Uh, but I mean, especially in the other series, like I know I'm going to be watching to see what that Stars Kraken series is going to be like. Dude, this is going to be wild. The Seattle Kraken have been playing some of their best hockey of the year and at the right time. And especially taking down a really good avalanche team, especially in that game seven, getting that winner uh, two one. And I mean, I think that when you look at for that, for the franchise, huge for the pro as we mentioned yeah. all the time. But I think when you look into it now, I mean, you took down the avalanche. So I think in your mind as Seattle, you're like, well, we could beat anybody. Yeah. We could beat anybody. We can get there. Like it is, it is realistic. Like the hardest part of the test, like you look at the abs and obviously then you look at the stars and you're like, dang, we can be the stars. We can be the abs. Mm-hmm. Why can we do that? And they go out and they win game one. I mean, they are absolutely confident as you could be right now. And I mean, the way that they've been playing, they've been scoring the puck. It doesn't necessarily have to be putting up in those Vegas Edmonton six, five, four numbers, but defensively they're playing very, very stout and they're slowing teams down and that's how they're winning these games. And that's how they're really racking up some confidence defensively. And then they turn it into offense when they need it most. Mm. And especially it doesn't help or it doesn't uh, hurt when you score three goals in basically a minute in the first period. Uh, to really go wild. But also, I mean, Seattle did look very slow coming out of the gate this game mm-hmm. uh, because they just were getting skated circles. I mean, especially with um, Pavelski scoring at base 225 in or just basically right away to set the tone. However, when they're able to kind of come back and get settled into their game, then it's really hard to beat Seattle. That's what they did yeah. against the Avalanche is they didn't really succumb to uh, falling victim to what the Avalanche wanted to do and kind of playing, uh, trying to, match what the avalanche can do they just were like we're not we're definitely not as good as the avalanche on paper comparatively so we're just going to sit back play defense hard and then we're going to just create uh moments out of that and that's what happened a lot of times i mean that's what happened with justin schultz goal jordan eberle's goal as well as uh um oliver borkshin and especially you look at it you really thought i thought especially with the two third period goals by joe pavelski that they were going to win uh again but especially seeing that ot thriller was pretty wild it was pretty wild. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a great Stanley Cup. Seattle's just got to come out a lot quicker to be able to kind of negate a lot of that questions of what people think they're going to be able to do this uh, in this uh, series. Yeah, for sure. it's going to be great. Well, I have, a little, sorry, I have a little gripe real quick about the okay. NHL. I don't like the ads on the jerseys. How some of the, how some uh, teams are getting ads on jerseys because I'm just not a big fan of that anyways. Because at what point are you going to like call it too much where you're just selling ad space on the players? You know what I mean? Because I feel like it just takes away from the game because you're just like, I don't know. That's like one of my little like little gripes, old man yelling at the sun type thing, because I just hate seeing the ads on the jersey. I wish they would just go back to where players weren't wearing it all. I wish they would take that stupid uh, digital uh, boards off where they play the ads and they move around and stuff because when you get in the corner, it gets all muffled up and fuzzy and I wish they would never put the little like markers of who has it or whatever when they're skating around. And I don't like it when they do like the little puck follow like uh trail or anything like that. It just they're trying to do way too much when they can just film the game and let the fans enjoy it with the broadcasters. That's all you gotta do. You don't have yeah. to add all this random uh BS in there, but they do anyways. Yeah, the advertisements now, especially like I know me and a, a buddy were watching the Tigers game and seeing like an advertisement on the mound is like 
well, it's kind of weird. Like, why is this there? You know what I mean? So just adding those in, like, it's digitally. distracting almost. It is know? a little bit distracting, but obviously that's what the big bucks are for, and that's why sports as an industry makes some of the most money comparably to any industry mm-hmm. um, when it comes to entertainment, for sure. So uh, I think that is going to be interesting, especially now that we get into, uh, you get into artificial intelligence, you get into virtual reality, you're starting to tap into these new avenues where advertising is going to be pretty much exploded. Yeah, it's like the matrix right now. It's going to be absolutely bonkers what we get five years from now. And I mean, kind of scares me to think about all the opportunities that there's going to be uh, five years down the road with the technology we already have. Yeah. And we still got, you know, five more years. Like we're going to have self-driving cars. And I can't believe that there's not a foldable television yet, though. I can't believe that. That's like one of my things like, all right, I might, I might quit you, sports uh, just to make this. I guess, I mean, hey, I mean, a laptop is a foldable television. Right. But I mean, like you can have you a mean where like just I'm saying like or it has like you have an 85 inch television that you could not have to necessarily take four people to carry through a door like that. It could oh, fold or it could roll or whatever. or whatever. You know what I mean? Like how that that's has actually not, a good idea. Right. Because then you could take it anywhere. I just don't know how you'd be able to do that. Like possible. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, you have you have video boards that are pieced together, obviously, with each individual cube and all those sort of so things. The flexibility is going to be the problem of it, you know? I'm sure, yeah. But I mean, it's it'd be pr- pretty much borderline a projector They'll screen at, at that point. point. But I mean, I'm sure there's got to be some way that it'll They'll be invented somehow. That's the one that I like. Time. I would be like calling like, that's going to be mine. I want that. And then I'm like, oh, I'm in sports. Well, would, somebody else can I do it. I would love a self-driving car. I hate driving. Really? I don't like driving more than like two hours. Oh. Like I drive more than two hours somewhere. I'm going to loathe every minute of it. I would rather drive personally. Really? Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind like small drives, but like I don't like driving. Yeah. Here's like the the self-driving thing. I was talking to somebody about this the other day, actually. A lot of, a lot of definite consideration of uh, all these arguments in my household. But uh, like self-driving cars... I, I like the idea. I like the fact that you're necessarily not having the stress of, of driving, like yeah. self-driving cars, like is an interesting idea. I would just rather, I'd rather have a car that could necessarily, I don't want it to be complete control. Just do both. But I would rather have something that, you know, like if I'm on the, if I'm on the highway or the freeway, for example, and like you're all out, like you're driving either, not necessarily maybe at night, but like later on in the day and there's nobody on the road, like that's something that can be in, like could stay in between the lines in the lane and obviously on cruise control, like that would be cool. But if it's like, I don't want, I don't want my Tesla swerving through traffic and, and making these moves, hitting the brakes Mobbing. when I'm not looking when you're in a traffic jam, you know what I mean? That, that to me does not sound fun. But I think the idea is very intriguing, especially when, when you're talking about long road trips, you're driving through the night and it's like, uh, not necessarily, to- not necessarily you want to get shut eye, for example. I mean, obviously for that, you're, you're that confident on I mean, you can, you can try or whatever, prayers you don't get hurt. But like the whole idea of being able to have that car take you back on that long road trip where it's like, you could do exactly that where you're, it can drive you through the lane and it can obviously keep your speed and like, yeah, you can be still safe and everything. But I think that would be very interesting to see where that goes. But I know I personally don't want a full self-driving car. Cause that seems a little sketchy. Sick. I'd rather control that myself. I mean, I guess so, but I was, I, it would kind of be both. I wouldn't want to like put my whole faith in it, but I wouldn't mind getting some shut eye on a long road trip, that type of deal. Oh no, I, I would agree with that. Were we sure. talking about hockey? 
We were talking about <laughs> hockey, believe it or not, but we should probably end our final show on like a Skip and Shannon type of rant yeah, or something like that. Joe, like, you you love self-driving cars. It's a parade inside my city. city yeah. yeah. <laughs> gosh, it kind of come back, Oh, my didn't gosh, it? Skip. Oh, brother. Hey, the Grizzlies did lose, though, so I guess he kind of won true. that battle. Did you see that, uh, what is his name? Is, he's not getting, they told him don't come back. Dylan, he yeah, gone. Dylan he gone. He's out of there. She go. I don't. I still don't understand why he was like. I ain't gonna respect you. Put forty on me. And then LeBron he, is a great, like <laughs> one of the greatest players in the modern era. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me, you're not that guy. They they even put that up for the the graphic. It's like you're not that guy. Trust me, you're not that guy. Like you can't say that and then no. go and do that. I don't know. Memphis this whole time. I'm so glad they're out. They got knocked out because I. I feel like they were just like trying to do too much and trying to adopt a mantra and like a personality that just didn't fit that franchise. Like they were trying to be like the villains when like they really weren't, they were just kind of like the annoying, like an annoying cousin that like just wants attention type deal. <laughs> yeah. And like, I you can't help but get away from, like you can't get away from, they're just always there. Yeah. When you're trying to be the bad boy Pistons, when you, you're not close to that level of vil yeah. villain-esque, you know? No, you're just going to be putting time out is yeah. what it is. Like, is that a not... word, villain-esque? Villain-esque. You can add that to my vocabulary. Let me look it up. I mean, that's just a great word in of it itself, sounding-wise. Villain-esque. Villain-esque. Is that a word? Uh, if it is, type. I'm copywriting it right now. It's villainous. Villainous? Villainesque is not a word, but like villainous. Oh, okay. I mean, that's kind of close. Having a cruel, wicked, or malicious nature or character. Oof. Spooky. Anyway, I think that describes them in, in, a, in a little bit. Maybe just villainy. Villainies. A little bit, but I mean, villainies. they just also were terrible. So yeah, they were pretty bad. John Moran just tried to yam it on LeBron, but that was also not going to happen. No, they were they were kind of cool. They were, yeah, they were set back from the get go. But yeah, anybody anybody that just tries to challenge him in the paint, he's going to try to yam on. That cannot be good for his joints. Cannot Can't be. be. The longevity of that game is not going to last. No. And then once people, like, once he, like, gets, like, probably three or four years older where he doesn't have that same bounce or ability, he might. But if, once that goes away, people are going to realize, like, yeah, this guy just relied really heavily on jumping really high. And yeah. His speed. And I that's mean, all going to go away. Yeah, you're utilizing your strengths, but you still have to be able to form your weaknesses. Just like, I mean, it's those. just like Vince. Because that's what Vince did. He would just go drive the lane and jump over people. And then once he couldn't do that as much, he had to kind of develop a little bit of a... He had to develop a little bit better shooting and a little bit better like passing and stuff like that. And then he didn't really do that. So then he had to, he didn't really make much noise. He was just kind of the name type deal. Right. You got to be able to have a diverse tool set. And that's something that's important and with John Morant. Don't all got pro that. sports. <laughs> John Morant don't got that. I mean, he same, can shoot it a little bit. I mean, yeah, but it's been the same since college. That's how he got like a big name for himself because he was just throwing down dunks. Yeah. That's, like, that's how he got big was like. Murray State in the, was it the play-in game or whatever? He, like, yammed on somebody and it was all over. Oh, uh, yeah, and Marquette, I think it was, yeah, in the first round. The, yeah, yeah, Or they make it to the Sweet 16, right? Uh, Yeah, I think so, and then they lost from there. Yeah. I can't remember who they were playing. And so he got picked up, or that's when he got picked up. But, like, it's if you really look at it, the guy wasn't really that good. Yeah, what was it, the Blue Racers? Comparatively. Their mascot, the Murray, Murray State, it's like the Blue Racers or goal. something. The Racers, I can't, it's something along those lines, though, I want to say. But I think that, I mean, that was a fun tournament because you had a lot of people that said Murray State was an Elite Eight team. They had won a lot of games in their conference, but I don't think necessarily that you could have put them as an Elite Eight team. Yeah, they're the Racers. The Racers, that does sound right. Interesting, but. From Kentucky, so it's like a. Yeah, I think I've drove by their campus before. Yeah. It's pretty nice, yeah. Not well, necessarily. Also, like, like, they didn't play anybody good, so. 
I mean, yeah, their conference isn't as great. It's yeah. like it's like uh, Loyola, Chicago, and like those. Drake. They're always really, really good teams, but they just never have that ability to play SEC, Big Ten, Power yeah, no, Five yeah. teams. Well, like yeah, it's, it's overseas, so you're not going to be able to get anything. Yeah, the Ohio Valley's, it's good, but it's not great. Yeah. And that kind of hurts teams going into March Madness. But True. Then you just got to schedule them in ahead of time, so you're prepared for that. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, glad Memphis is out. <laughs> Parade inside my city. Yeah. We done. Yeah. Parade inside my city. We've made it, I guess. I'm no, I mean, it's been crazy, to say the least. Talking about NBA, you're talking about the podcast now. All. All the above. <laughs> everything. <laughs> I don't know which way you're going with. Any emotion, all emotion, all yeah, in exactly. one, everything. True. Yeah. It has been a wild ride. I guess we can kind of wrap it up from there. I mean, we've already went about five tangents, so. <laughs> we're pretty much all over the board this is exactly how i wanted this to end too i just, just messing around yeah that's all we do <laughs> i i'll 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 shout out my parents as well for i shout know, out mom and dad yeah for them i mean this was great i know they listen to listen to this show all the time and obviously uh my mom loves to hear all of the the technical professional stuff obviously uh but then ferris Forge, cause she's a big fan uh but she absolutely um, she either loves or can't stand when we joke around. And I think that's just hilarious. I, I think that's, I think that is hilarious because I think like we have a great time. I know like we to have the, a great to time the fans. Recording. Sometimes we know we're annoying and, and that's say, okay. Sometimes we don't know what we're saying, but yeah. hey, we're having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So. But well, let the train come around here with this thought. If you're not having fun, then why are you not? Doing it? Exactly. Why are you, why are you doing it? And that's the biggest thing I would stress to anybody, especially here as we kind of get to the grand finale. Like if you want to get in this seat, do what we're doing. Like if you want to, and you do it and you have fun, go do it, have fun, enjoy yourself. Because if you're not enjoying it, then fans might not be enjoying it. Well, first of all, but if even if fans are enjoying it and you're not enjoying it, that's not good for yeah. you. Have a good time with it. It's supposed to be fun for a reason. You yeah. only have so many years on this earth. So make it count, man. Here's a little, Joe, here's a little Joe wisdom. There you go. You. All right. Little Joe wisdom. There's only one guarantee in life, and that there are no guarantees. Wow. So you might as well make the best of it. And if you're not having fun and uh, taking on life with a smile on your face and you're focused on what everybody else is thinking of you, then you're doing it wrong. You just got to be in your lane, have a good time, don't care what other people think. And as long as you do what you do and you're having a good time, that's all that matters. Amen to that. Thanks for listening to our- I took that from Macho Man Randy Savage. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you did. Anyway, thanks for listening to our TED Talk, guys. The cream rice. (laughs) Our our three and a half years of just TED Talks. Basically, yeah. Fair State coverage, sometimes sprinkled in there. But uh, if it's been great. I mean, it's, it's been fantastic. It's been a fantastic ride. We can't thank you guys enough. All of our radio fans that jumped on at the end of the train ride, uh, as well as the ones who were with us from day one when we were in the old office with uh, USB microphones in the old studio office. It was something else in there. But any, everybody along the way, doesn't matter if you were a first timer or a last timer, we can't thank you guys enough because you helped make this thing work. Mm-hmm. And you helped really put Fair State Sports coverage in a podcast on a format. And it's going to keep going. I mean, yeah. there, this show, like, there's not going to, like, this, we've created something. And I, I know, like, the more there, I've man. thought about it, like, Fair State Sports podcast is now a regular thing from what we did. 
So no matter if it's somebody else or if it's we're going to do it in a different format, like it's going to live on yeah. regardless if it's for the next two years, five yeah, years, kinda, 10 years, and then somebody else takes it on. Like we've paved something and that couldn't be done without the fans. Yeah. It's, it's weird to think that like we were able to kind of like not pioneer something, but to be able to kind of put something in motion that is going to be in motion for a really long time. For us, the train is coming to the station and it might be the end, but uh, we know that what we made here is definitely something very special and we think it's going to continue on, whether it be the MVSP or something else. And we can't thank you guys enough for that. It's going to be great. Thank you guys so much. Be sure to check out all of our all of our stuff at the MVSP as well. We'll be posting uh, show announcements, all that good stuff, best moments from the whole ride. Obviously, as we kind of approach into summertime, you can obviously stay in tune for that. Uh, as well as you can obviously, you can still subscribe. You we'll we'll get we'll keep you on the we'll keep you in the loop on all of the stuff. So don't worry. Don't no don't hit the unsubscribe. Yeah, I know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, stop don't stop do stop. It. Don't hit the unsubscribe don't button. Dare. Don't do it. I know where you live. Because in reality, what? Okay. We can figure that out. We have uh what? No, that's that's mm. not cool. <laughs> no no. I, we know the basic area, and I can pinpoint it. Okay. Anyway, I know what you what you guys are doing. Don't hit the unsubscribe button because here's why: the show might return on this platform. It might just change a little bit. So just a little bit. Hold the button. Don't don't cut us off just yet. Just hang on. We'll, <laughs> we'll keep you in the loop. Okay. We'll keep you in the loop. All we're saying is a temporary goodbye and an extremely large thank you for all you guys have done. It's not a goodbye. It's a see you later. Take care, everybody. 